0: This is Town Square Sunday On Demand. And now, 1420 WBSM's Jim Phillips.
1: Good morning. I hope you've had a wonderful start to the new year. I'm Jim Phillips, and welcome to Town Square Sunday. Education is one of our subjects today. New Bedford School Superintendent Thomas Anderson joining us this morning. Uh, Welcome, Superintendent. Good to see you again.
0: Good morning. Nice to see you. Happy New Year still.
1: Uh, I want to talk to you about... uh, one subject: the health of students uh, in mm-hmm. New Bedford mm-hmm. schools. Yeah. There was a story, uh, I think, over the summer or early fall, about a school-based student health center proposed yeah. for New Bedford Public Schools.
0: Where is that project now? So, right now, again, student health and well-being is always a priority for us, and we look for different ways to be able to better serve the students in the, you know, in that larger community. So, we've looked into the student health, student-based health center. We're one of the few. This would be one of the few areas in our in our region that would have one. So right now, just still going through some of the steps to see a the location where it would be the the ideal situation would be that it would be attached to the high school New Bedford High School. So really digging into where that would be. you know over the years, the population at the high school has increased you know from about twenty two hundred to a little over three thousand. So any of the initial space that we were considering, in the building, you know, it's, it's being filled by, by classroom spaces and those type of things. So right now it's still on the table in terms of it's definitely something that we want to do. Our school committee is fully behind it. So now it's just working out the logistics and the details of being able to um, see where it can go. And when we say student health, uh, mm-hmm.
1: not just a, a youngster with a runny nose, yeah, yeah. we're talking all kinds of health, Ex- anxiety problems. Mm-hmm. You added counselors, yes. I think, in this yes. year's budget. We did. We did. And... Uh, um, so it's it's going to be I don't want to say full service, but it's kind of a full service place
0: in in a way, I guess you could you, you could say that because yeah. we're thinking of the resources that the school system that we're not really equipped to provide, so this gives that community aspect and students from you know different schools are able to come in it it would have an exterior entrance so not to interrupt the school day, but you're right, we're talking about mental health services, students will be able to be referred we're talking about. You know, the typical vaccinations that students need to have and in, in, in immunizations to come to school and those type of things to be able to support and, and do that. Helping with some of those families who may not have a primary care doctor. So this would help with they're not having to go to an emergency room and waiting where they could come and be addressed in, in that situation. This could
1: be a, a fairly big project. Are we talking... I mean, you're struggling to find
0: some room, mm-hmm. some new construction perhaps? Possi- possibly. We look at also how we can get, you know, fabricated um, buildings, so to speak. So some of the, we used to call them portables, but they're no longer yeah. portables. You put them up outside and, and they stay. So looking at modular classroom spaces and those type of things. And we're doing a lot of that work for just some of our overall building and facility upgrades. We have some ideas on, you know, potential cost and seeing how that can happen.
1: Speaking uh, of anxiety, um, the State Board of Education recently decided to raise the level of the MCAS scores. Mm-hmm. In other words, students need to perform higher, they need
0: to perform better.
1: Um, when is this going to take effect and uh, what will it mean for New Bedford students?
0: Yeah, it'll take, it'll take effect in the coming test, um, test cycles. This spring? Yes. And I believe it's either this spring or the com- or the coming spring. So right now, with the new administration coming in, that that's what changes many things. We're not sure where that where where that will land. I'm all about accountability, and, you know, and we we need to have the bar as high as it can go. But we need to be able to equip our students and our staff along the way to make sure that it's not you know something that's unnecessary or or unrealistic. And individuals can push back and say, well, we shouldn't have MCAS. In my role as superintendent, I have to do everything I can to make sure students are being prepared, not just for that test, because it's a test along the way to life and, and, and being you know a, an, a, an effective and productive member in society, if you kind of put it that way. But specifically talking about that, I've had the opportunity to sit on some you know the legislative committee for superintendents, and that's one of those areas that we're you know pushing back and saying the, the timing of it and the rationale, we just need to get a little bit more information. We need to be a little bit more clear. We don't just need to say, well, don't do it. It's what exactly are we looking to accomplish. So
1: um, from your perspective, it wouldn't be a bad thing to delay this a year. Ex- yes, definitely. Definitely delaying it. Um, look, New Bedford students uh, usually finish in the lower quarter here of uh, these scores. Uh, this is this is not good news for, I'm not talking about the high achievers. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But those middle folks, those yeah, folks yeah. who are going to graduate, uh, with all no likelihood, uh, now find a, themselves facing a tougher test at yeah, some point. Yeah.
0: And and you're right. <clears throat> and as we better evaluate, you know, we talk the teaching and learning process. So what's the instruction? What what are the standards that we're working on with our staff? The professional development, and professional growth that we're providing with, with staff and looking into you know student stamina. When we visit our schools, when I visit schools and I go in, you can see the dedication to, you know, there's teaching and learning going on. And as we dig deeper to really see what are we missing, because there is something that's there. So regardless of if the score was lowered or if it's raised, I want to see our students getting more out of the educational process. I believe that we have a tremendous staff and from the, evaluations that they do of their own instruction, we can see it. All the systems and structures that we put in place as far as data monitoring and all those areas, end-of-year assessments, beginning of year, we can see the progress. So as an administration, my job is to continue to support and see what do, there is something there, there, yeah. there, 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 there's something that's missing. So I try not to get focused on as much as, as the score itself, but what's that process and make sure we're providing our students with whatever they need to perform as high as they can. But at some point, the score is the score. Exactly, exactly. And uh, we're still,
1: you know, we're not even midway, I don't think. Some schools were great. <clears throat> mm-hmm. We know them. Yep. Uh, it's a great success story. Yeah.
0: But most schools are struggling. Yeah. And you're right. And those are the areas that we continue to, again, we continue to own. It's almost the repetition of me saying, well, these are things that we're working on. But it is. There, there is progress. What we have to do is, is continue to operate with a sense of urgency. And with all of our specialized populations of students, making sure that we're reaching out, being more targeted with some of our students that have learning differences and seeing, are their plans appropriate? Students that are learning different languages, you know, are there are the opportunities for them to demonstrate, is it accurate? So we're tackling that teaching piece and we're supporting our teachers, but we need to figure out what are the other things that may be getting in the way.
1: How much uh, has absenteeism, uh, how much does absenteeism have to do with the poor MCAS scores? Uh, we know during the pandemic, mm-hmm. a lot of absenteeism. Yes, yes. Uh, how about now? And it, it, the, uh, absenteeism obviously has an effect. Yeah.
0: We, you, can't, you can't deny that. If you're not in class every day, there's going to be an impact. It doesn't matter what type of thinker you are and if you can be more independent it's if you're not in class there 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 is that impact and as covid continues, but I also remind people that the flu has always been around also, sure. and we have more staff and students, more individuals that are looking out for themselves in terms of their own health, so our attendance rates have not you know absenteeism hasn't declined as we had initially thought once we started kind of shifting from covid because now. We've alerted everyone to say, look, if you, if you don't feel well, you probably should stay home so we're not spreading germs in the room. So it's a little, I don't want to say counterproductive, but it's the more we emphasize the health and wellness, the more it emphasizes the, the number of absences that we have, but making sure that we're providing and giving access to students. I mean, they all have laptops and Chromebooks. You know, we still provide hundreds of hotspots to families who can't, who can't get access. So we're trying to navigate it that way so even if they're not in school, we can still provide the educational support. It just doesn't reflect on the attendance numbers.
1: You're listening to town square Sunday. I'm Jim Phillips. My guest is Thomas Anderson, superintendent of new Bedford public schools. I'm reading a story in uh, new Bedford org. Uh, there were more students disciplined for fighting. I think during the last school year at new Bedford high school, than it seems any other large school in the Commonwealth, uh, have you tried to figure out what that's all about?
0: We were we always look at the root of behavioral problems or, or issues, whatever you want to call it, to you know to begin with. So regardless of the number and that, that came out, that way I look at it as a as a principal, as an administrator, as a parent. Whenever there are any suspensions, anything that's a physical altercation, it's always going to be top of mind. One thing that I know that Ms. Koala and her team have been doing over the past, you know, past couple of years is you know some of the easy things as far as if there are problems in the halls, dealing with bathrooms, they're monitoring that. They're making sure that you know there's a little bit more accountability when students are leaving the classrooms. But aside from that, we've added you know more adjustment counselors to the district, so we're trying to get at the root cause of. We know that we can say when when the pandemic has impacted us all very much, and some more and some more than others. When we're talking about mental health and those things, so really digging to the root to see what are these issues that are being brought into school or if they're originating in school, you know, having our counselors be able to reach out to these students, but also it's everyone. It's a collective effort. So from the teacher in the classroom, equipping them with, I'm not saying the skills, but just saying, hey, be a little, let's be a little more mindful that so-and-so came in today and there's a little something going on. So being able to communicate that with others so we could help, Prevent be a little more proactive in some of those other areas.
1: Uh, as the things that these kids coming in with, they're getting involved with, is it mostly external things
0: that they bring to school? Apparently, that's what it seems like. We talk about social media, and during during the pandemic, we can say. But I just think over the last over the last few years, we have more individuals that will type messages on a keyboard versus how we handle things before in terms of in, in, engaging in person and having that real discussion. Sure. And, you know, sometimes it's a little emotional, it's heated, but you, 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 you can address the root of it versus putting something out that one person you'd have a conversation with before, but now you put it on social media and there are thousands of people that see it, whether it's true or not. And so those are some areas and we think about the mental health piece, how are we engaging, how are we building those relationships? So we recognize, you know, there are consequences to some of those actions but not looking at it from a punitive standpoint and you know consequences will be you know we talk about suspensions it's a tool as part of that whole process but i think if we really look at it from the other side to see so much not so much about well what did you do but what happened explain to me what's going on and yeah. again i don't want anyone to think that things are going to be minimized by far i'm not the I, I believe that the bar should be high. I believe that there are consequences for actions, but I also understand that we should we should take the time to learn the perspective and figure out what happened so we don't allow those things to keep repeating themselves. Well I mean you don't you don't take it for granted. You've disciplined more kids than any other large
1: school. So that that's the other side of it. Uh, but there again, there is a prox- there is a an appearance that exactly. there's a lot more fighting going yeah, on yeah. at New Bedford High
0: School. And and, and again, like I said, it's I know how we report our data. I'm always going to make sure that we're transparent. Even during, during the pandemic, we reported our absences as a little higher because we didn't lower the bar and say, well, this is going to count for you being in class, where some places may have done that. And it's not to be disparaging about any of my colleagues anyplace else. I just know how we handled it, how we handled it here. Yeah. You had 195 kids disciplined, according yes.
1: to this article. Mm-hmm. Uh, will we see less this year?
0: That would be, you know, I could say that would be the plan. I'm looking at our, our, our principals and the teams across the district and a lot of the work that's being done with the, you know, with not not just with the counselors because, like I said, it, it, it's an adult thing. And even as we work with students to engage with one another more, I do anticipate that that number will definitely be lower.
1: Let's hope so. Okay. Well, speaking of uh, school and discipline and other things, uh, staff shortages, um, paraprofessionals union earlier this and back in October mm-hmm. said that staff shortages were hurting kids. That may have been a bargaining ploy or whatever, you know, we understand things are said in those kinds of situations. Right. Uh, but you have had some staff shortages
0: we're, and you're still dealing with those. We're not immune. To, uh, we're not immune no, to two staff shortages like in any of the other districts nearby and across the country. Yeah. The one thing that we, we continue to do the outreach, contact, work with colleges and universities for recent graduates, and we think about the paras specifically. You know, they definitely appreciate everything they do. I mean, it, it's it's a challenging job being in education, period. And we know that over the last couple of years, we've actually added a little over ninety paras to to our workforce, and you know, another fifty-two the year before, and thirty-seven or something this this, this current year. So. When we think about vacancies in those areas, it's not because someone had left the position, but as we're trying to increase and and, and raise that bar, but it is a challenge. And when we're thinking of how, you know, just engaging in the process with the negotiations and those type of things, you know, we're looking, you know, continue to look forward. Hopefully we can meet, meet more eye to eye on some of the financial pieces, but always wanted to say that definitely valuing our entire staff because it is a collective effort. And there was an arbitration session last night,
1: was that it? And uh,
0: obviously you haven't reached a settlement yet. So we still have we still have some work that we that, that, that we still need to do. I put, I've been participating in them firsthand, so you know we were there, we were, we were engaged for for some time, and we'll be able to share soon. Were you there till midnight? No, not this time. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, well we you know it's we're, time
0: time, we're, well, time well spent, but not okay, that long. Good. Not that long.
1: Um last month the uh, state awarded Positive news. Now. State <laughs> awarding New Bedford High School uh, five hundred thousand dollars for uh, health
0: uh, health science
1: programs. Um, what that, is that? Uh, yeah, for? that
0: it's a great thing when we think of all of the programming that we have working with. Um, you know, we can use just the simple term of STEM and our health health and life sciences working with um, biological biological programs to. Build the science, build the science area. So it's going to help just outfit, a, outfit another lab in the building. Part of our, um, part of our NAF academies that that already exist in the school. So just sharing with people the different opportunities that students had before that, and this is just truly an enhancement.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want to add? Any any piece you, uh,
0: you, you know, just, over there? just one one thing I wanted to just highlight because we hear about the different cyber attacks and those type of things. Just want. You know our, our staff and our, our our parents know that there's a lot of training that are, that we have to do. Myself included, sometimes a little bit of a hassle. So for our teachers that may hear this, I definitely I definitely get it. There are four four modulars that we have to do, but just knowing that the firewall that we have, the um, we do a lot of vulnerability tests, and our our department works with you know state and federal agencies. You know, on a weekly basis to get these things done. So, the biggest thing I just want to remind people don't click on those links that you're not familiar with. And from my understanding and talking to some of my colleagues, that's where some of the recent things have happened yeah. with a couple of the districts. So, continue, I know it's repetitive, but continue doing those modular trainings and, and working that out because we have thousands of, of devices that we've given out to students over the last couple of years. So, we're really making sure that they have that access, but the technology um, security has to be there. We go through the same thing here. Yes. (laughs) Same thing here.
1: My thanks to Thomas Anderson, superintendent of New Bedford Public Schools, stopping by to chat with us today about some of the issues and programs in the city school system. Uh, Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Have a good week. Stay with us. Town Square Sunday will continue in just a moment.